So here's the big question. How do mortgage brokers like us, who are in the trenches every single day, how do we consistently grow our business every year without working 60 hours a week? How do we get our skills and expertise out to the world and still have a life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I am Ryan Wiley, and welcome to the 12-Hour Broker Podcast. Good morning, 12-Hour Broker Podcast. Ryan Wiley here. Thank you for listening. Okay, so this morning I want to chat about a couple things. You know, you're on the phone. If you're doing anything in mortgages, you're on the phone a lot. You are. We're sales. That's what we do. Um, you're on the phone. Like, we're on the phone a ton. And so while you're, being on, while you're on the phone, there's opportunities. There's things that come up. Little nuances and conversations, little tips, little strategies, little secrets. I don't know if they're secrets because everyone probably has their version of it. But I kind of wanted to just throw some things out there. You know, being in this game for 11 years, maybe even more than that now, I lose track. Um, You just pick things up. There's stuff that you know works and there's mistakes that you've made. And so I want to share some of that with you because, you know, in doing ongoing training with um, new agent on my team, this stuff just comes up and you're like, Oh, that's, that makes sense. And they'd be like, yeah, okay. I didn't think about that way. And you're like, you just take things for granted. If you've been in the game for so long, um, and new people just don't know it. And so I'm just going to go through some random things. Um, so right off the, the hop, as you probably know, if you listen to podcasts, like our niche is showing people how to buy the first investment property, but that's you know, that's our niche where our niche within a niche that we go after, but there's a halo effect that happens where other people just come into your world from those people you've been targeting. And so we still get a lot of first time home buyers coming in and whatnot. Um, people up for a renewal. Hey, my coworker who you helped buy investment property said that you could look at our mortgage. And so that, you know, that's what happens to your book of business. Okay. Especially if you're nurturing it, uh, like you should be. And so we get those people that come to us and, there are rate conversations, obviously a lot more. It's like a standard deal that most brokers deal with. Uh, we just, that's not our, our core business. Uh, but we still do it and we do it really well. But, you know, in, in talking about that, we're in an environment right now where rates are pushing down. There's low rates all around us. There's a discount rate. Um, you know, people cutting rates all over the place. There's sites out there. So you can go get, we could get squashed on interest rate at any point in time, if not from, a rate discount site, another broker, or even just a bank itself. We truly can't. And so we've instilled this in our team that like, hey, there are certain times where if someone wants to leave, they're going to. The reason they stay with us is because we need to make sure that they like and trust us. Um, but there's one thing that we have that we can just beat everybody in. Like if we want, we could beat everybody in and it just makes it that much harder to leave us. And that's speed the speed of communication, the speed of response, the speed of text messaging, like the speed of everything. And so that's the one thing that we have. You know, there's that saying, once again, I'm going to butcher the saying because I I, <laughs> I don't remember them, but sub along the lines like uh, hard workers, you'll, a hard worker always outperforms someone with talent kind of thing. And that's in this scenario, same thing. Our interest rates, we do not buy down. On a case-by-case basis, once in a blue moon, we will buy down. Five basis points, maybe, right? Ten, like, geez, I don't know if we've even done that in the last couple of years. But we just don't buy down the rate. 
And we just let the client know, like, hey, like, we don't, but our service is phenomenal. It's a concierge white glove service. We only work with so many clients. And you will see that. And so our speed of service, so we're going through, we have some files in our play right now where the interest rates are coming up. The conversation's like, hey, I get this here. I get. It's like, that's great. But those people don't pick up the phone. You haven't heard from them. And the, like, we're here. And do you appreciate that? And so we keep asking that, like, do you appreciate what we're doing? And so I'm just telling you, this is one of those things where you can, if you're not doing that, if your response time, and yeah, you might be like, hey, no, I'm with my family. It's family time. Sure. Okay. Well, you might lose that deal if it's like by not responding to that email. And I get it. I get it. You block off time. No, this is my sacred time. We're doing this. But it's, if you're a, a younger agent, especially, this is the thing that sets you apart. You only have so many tools in the tool belt when you're a younger agent or when you're a newer agent or someone that's not doing the volumes you should be doing. And so stop being too proud or whatnot that you shouldn't have to respond quickly or 18 times. And, you know, an agent on our team, he was, there was time he's like, man, this guy's hitting me with questions. And the guy was just peppering him with questions because he came to me to double check his answers were right. And 90% of the time they were with a 10% of the time, it just, he hadn't come across this question, didn't know how to answer it. Couldn't find it in his research. So I'd help him out, but he did really good answering those questions. But I could sense that he was starting to get like, man, this is a lot. It's a little more annoying. Like most of our deals aren't like this. And it was kind of wearing him down. And I was like, hey, this is a good thing because like we want this. This is the differentiator. This is what makes him want to work with us because we're going to give this advice very quickly. And it's really good advice. He can't get this anywhere else. He literally can't. So you should be happy that he's coming to you with 20 emails with these questions because every time you answer um, in an, you know, with your expert opinion or expert information or response in a very timely, timely manner, like it makes it that much harder for the guy to leave. So would change your thinking around when people are hitting you with so many questions. I know as an old dog in the game, you, it's kind of like, ah, like you're kind of a bit annoyed. But I look at it the other way. I want those questions. Like, keep coming to me. Because that means, like, I'm, I tell clients, like, let me be your Google. Like, you don't need Google anymore. For anything mortgage or real estate related, let me be Google. And that just should relieve some stress off you. That you don't have to go sift through all the shit out there on the internet. You just come to me. And they're like, oh, that is great. Yeah, every any question you have, you come to me. And they're like, oh, that's great. So same thing. If your clients are hitting you with questions, it is a very, very good thing. Okay? Because you're earning your money. You're saying, like, we're here to give you advice. We're here in what you preach. Now you're just practicing it. And I'd rather someone hit us with 12 questions instead of one. And you kind of go, ah, like, it's a little too easy. Not sure what's going on. If they hit you with 12, they obviously value you and your opinion. Um, and then just human nature kicks in. Like, it means they're liking you more and more. They're trusting you more and more. And so are they going to go somewhere else for 10 basis points, you know, to save $27 a month? Probably not. Not going to happen. Okay. So use that mentality. Okay. That's one. I don't know how many I got here. I've got, I actually wrote stuff down because I don't know, my brain's not working right today. It's, it's early. Uh, but I actually wrote a couple of things down. I've never written everything down for a podcast. So. This is a special moment. Um, I kind of scribbled stuff down with my chicken scratch. So don't get too excited. Okay, so another thing, interest rates are low right now. So um, 
when interest rates are low, you, a lot of people tend to reach out to their database, as you should, and say like, hey, rates are low. It's an opportunity to maybe refinance or do optimize your mortgage or whatever. And so we reach out individually to people where we see an opportunity. We've crunched some numbers behind the scenes. We go, yeah, based on like this, that, there's an opportunity to save some money. But we, and this is all in the nuances of the words you use, because words are very powerful in how you position this. We don't say rates are low right now. We say there's a rate special. Because like right now, there's rates are low, but there's also lenders, and I'm not going to name them, but there's lenders that come out with like a rate special. And it might be a little lower here, but at the end of the day, rates are low. But if you go to your clients, you say rates are low. It's not as, you're not creating scarcity. It's not as impactful as, hey, there's a rate special. It's kind of like if a, if a buddy of mine was to text me and say, hey, um, gas is low right now. I'll be like, oh, cool, man. That's great. I'll get some when I'm out sometime somewhere. I don't know where, but that's great. Awesome. But if he texts me and says, hey, a gas at John and Smith Street is, is really low right now. You should go check it out. I'll be like, ah, that's in my head. I'm like, hey, I need to go to John and Smith Street. I don't start thinking that rates across the board or gas across the board is low. I just go that place is low. I want to go there. He's created scarcity and I and I need that gas station. Okay, so I will go there. So this same thinking goes when you're talking to your clients. And this is just ongoing. We use this, not even when rates are low, because there's always rate specials, right? There is. So when you're having sales conversations with your clients, you're talking about it like, hey, we, there's there's always rate specials that come across our plate. They change day to day. They honestly do. And so by working with us, you have the ability to access those rate specials. We'll lock you in at one lender. And if rates change between now and when your when your file closes you are going to get access to those rate specials that come across my desk now when you're saying that and you're talking rate special rate special it's not hey if lower rates are out there because they can get lower rates anywhere they can they don't need you for a lower rate they need you for advice but they don't need you for a lower rate but they need you for a rate special that's the psychology there okay okay so psychology is huge in this like this the the changing up some words here and there, you start layering these in with conversations with your clients, and they're pretty powerful. Um, another thing that we do is we're always asking for, you know, mini commitments from our clients. Um, and we do that up front with our, you know, we take applications over the phone. So we do like a quick 15-minute call, which is a mini commitment. You show up for that call. You have to actually... We're not doing anything. We're not chasing you. We are sending you a link to our calendar. You book a call. That's one mini commitment. You show up for the call. There you go. Now, we ask you questions. You answer them honestly. That's another commitment. And then if we start in our pre-approval process, it's an application call. So we book a call on that call for an application call. So now you've made a commitment there. And then you send the documents and you made another commitment. So by this time, they've made all these commitments and they've had, you know, um, interaction with us over the phone very quick interaction so it's been positive on both sides um but we while we're on the phone with them we explain okay well we talk about a couple things we do and we say like is this something you'd be interested in is that something you'd like us to do for you and by asking that it keeps getting them to say yes oh yeah that'd be great oh yeah that it's stuff they didn't think about and so i'm gonna throw a couple out there like we offer, we say rate insurance. So rate insurance just means, because we monitor our, our clients' mortgage rates ongoing, if there's an opportunity to lower their rate two, three years in, one year in, whatever, we bring it to their attention. 
So we say like by going, by partnering with us, that's another thing, partnering. We don't say by using us, working with us. We say by partnering with us. You know, you do you. You do what you do. This is just how we do it. Um, so we say by partnering with us, you get rate insurance. Do you know what that is? No, I don't. Okay, well, for example, if you went with TD Bank, and I'm just throwing that bank out there. Um, all the banks are the same there. Um, if you sign up for a rate, I guarantee you nobody's going to reach out. Do you think someone's going to reach out to you? Um, three years in, if interest rates go down, to say, hey, there's an opportunity. Like, who do you currently bank with? Is usually what we start with. Who do you currently bank with? RBC. Okay. Has RBC reached out to you in the past five years? Because rates have went down. They've fluctuated up and down. Uh, but there was an opportunity potentially to save money. Have they reached out? No. Well, we do. That's rate insurance. So by going with us, you get rate insurance. You get insurance that you're going to pay the least amount of interest over that five-year term. Is that something you'd be interested in? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, and then later on in the conversation. So if we get to our pre-approval process, after we the application call, we then will build you out a pre-approval proposal. Okay. And that's going to be a very detailed budget. It's going to show you all the moving parts, um, allow you to connect the dots. I'm a visual person, so I appreciate this. A lot of our clients do. Um, it'll show you down to the dollar what's going to cost you on a month-to-month -month basis and also all your down payment and closing costs. There's no surprises down the road okay very transparent is that something you'd be interested in yeah absolutely be interested so you see you're starting to get these mini commitments from them on that call by just showing by having them say yeah like reaffirming yeah i want that i want that you just showing like hey our clients appreciate this that's something you would really like for us to do for you yeah so we always reference our clients this, our clients like this, our clients like that, our clients like this about us. It's not, hey, we do this, we do this, we do this. We're really quick. It's the nuances. Our clients love our response time. Our clients love that we're so quick at doing this. Our clients love that we work for only their best interests. Does that sound like something that would interest you? And so these are like these are all kind of things we do on those calls and the ongoing conversations you inevitably have with your clients. So if you can weave this into your sales calls and just your communication and change your brain to think this way, I assure you, I know other brokers that do this and it works really well. Like, do you think this would work for you? Like, see, I just kind of used it on you. So that's something we do. Um, another one is, is I'm just kind of weaving in like little things we say here because it's, it helps program um, your clients. It does. You're kind of, your like, their brain's going off. It's firing all these cylinders. They're still trying to decide if they like you, if they want to work with you, if they trust you. And so out of doing lots and lots of training on this, this is what comes out of it. Um, but I always say, you know, if there's a situation, you know, especially if it's, hey, you know, we're looking to sell and buy our home, or we want to do a refinance to buy an investment property, or, um, you know, it doesn't matter what the scenario is. I go, you know what? I'm, I would like to, I, I'm going to put myself in your shoes as if I was there to, you know, protect your family and make sure you are, your mortgage is protected and you pay the least amount of interest. Is that something you'd like me to do? Like I always say, I'm going to put myself in your shoes. I'm going to do, I'm going to build you out a proposal or we're going to build you out a proposal uh, as if I was in your shoes and what I would do for my family. Okay. And that's very powerful. I've had people even say that. Oh, wow. Like you can tell they're like, oh, it's like, yeah, we're not doing anything different. 
we're just changing the verbiage on it that you know i'm going to put myself in your shoes and what i would do for my family and there's that's very powerful because i hear it in their in their response they're kind of like oh like you do that for me oh that's great if i just said hey do you want us to do a budget or we do budgets like meh okay a budget sure no not a budget a proposal okay it's a little sexier um our clients love that we do these detailed budgets it connects all the or detailed proposals it connects all the parts you get to see it everything's laid out to the dollar is that something you'd be interested in yeah okay well that's the logo i'm going to put myself in your shoes um and as if something i would do for me and my family i'm going to build out that proposal that way does that interest you oh yeah 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 see we've just changed the wording from a budget to which most brokers are using anyways which is crazy um but whatever it is you do that you're saying you're going to do for them you can put this you know i don't know what the word is to use the sales mastery on it maybe i don't know um is that a sexy word is that call it what it is right we're in sales we are sales people there's nothing else it's our widget is mortgages so spin it how you like but we're in sales and if you don't have the sales down it's going to be a long trek for you it's going to be a lot of work um and then we we prep our clients for the paperwork because you know you know i know there's a shit ton of paperwork that's coming there's a lot of paperwork and so we prep them because we don't want them to be off guard we don't want them to feel like we bamboozled them which means we told them this is going to be easy we're going to hold your hand and then wha-bam here you go paperwork that's the case they're always going to need to do the paperwork but we'll just let them know we'll go okay well this is great like especially if you're self-employed and you've got rental properties or whatever then we just let them know like hey i'm just giving you a heads up that we're going to you know we're going to require documents from you and we'll list out what those documents are and you'll send them in but i'm just warning you there's going to be a lot of documents okay it's 2020 you know, you're, you are getting four, five, six, seven hundred thousand dollars of money. The lenders have tightened up. They require a lot of paperwork. There's a lot of fraud out there. There's anti-money laundering laws. Like there's just a lot of stuff. So I'm just prepping you. You got to put your head down. You got to power through it. We get these documents up front so that we don't create challenges down the road. But there are going to be a bunch of documents. But then when we come back to you with your pre-approval, it's rock solid. You have 100% confidence you can go execute what you need to execute. Okay. I'm just prepping. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's very tough for them to come back later and go, geez, so much paperwork. And because you, that happens. They're like, oh, I didn't realize like, this so much. Like, when does it stop? Why do you keep needing this? We prep it up front. We just go get ready for it. Okay. But this is a big decision for you, a big thing in your life. Um, there's going to be paperwork involved. And if you did a mortgage 15 years ago, times have changed. So I'm just letting you know. But don't take it personally. It's not you. It's everybody. Everybody goes through this. It's just no one talks about it, but everyone goes through it. Okay? So please don't take it personally. And we're going to make it, try to make it as easy as possible for you. Okay? So that's really appreciated. Um, and then we've got, so two other things, because this podcast, man, 19 minutes. Jeez, it just keeps going. Um, so we always ask, who are they working with? If you've heard another podcast, I've talked about this, but this is up front. We just want to know the lay of the land. Like, just rip the band-aid off. Let's understand. Right in that first call, like, where are you at? Who have you talked to? Why aren't you still talking to them? You're looking for reasons, like, are they just using it for a second opinion? Do they have trust issues there? Was there communication not happening? Do they have an approval in right now? And 
they just haven't heard back, so now they're scrambling when in all reality that approval will come in in a day. And then what are they gonna do? Are they just gonna take that? Or are they gonna circle back to you? So we like to figure this out up front, kind of where we're at. We need to know exactly where we're at because then our, our spidey senses go off and we start making decisions on, is this something we're gonna invest more time in? And we need, you know, we need verbal commitments from people. We don't get them to sign anything or give us money, but we do ask for verbal commitments at some point. And if we know they're working with other people, um, and they're, if they're getting bad advice or whatnot, then sure, we'll take them on, but we want a verbal commitment. If we don't think they're getting bad advice, then we'll just say, hey, here's a second opinion. We've been on this call for 12 minutes. I would go there, continue down that path. Okay, so, but you need to ask. You need to figure out who they've talked to. You need to figure out who their bank is. Have you talked to them? No, okay, why not? Do you plan on talking to them? I kind of just need to know what's going on here. You know, where it's, it's a question and people, People just don't lie when they're hit with that. They're not expecting that question a lot of times either, okay? They just think they can sniff around here or there and talk to a bunch of people. It's like no one asks them, like, who have you talked to? It's pretty shocking, but they don't, okay? And then last one, um, obviously you get in competition with the banks a lot of times. And just this is just us, how we operate, me, how I operate. I never shit on the banks. I don't shit on anybody. I never say anything negative. I just, it's not how I'm wired. And a lot of times the clients will be like, hey, yeah, well, this, my bank sucks. Like, my bank sucks. They're like, we hear, you, you hear it, the stories. But I go, okay, well, well, yeah, the response time I said, okay, well, right now, like, hey, we're in COVID. So, sure, you might not have heard from them in a week, but I'm telling you, these banks, they're not prepped for COVID. They're all working from home. They're understaffed. They're like, I go, so don't take it personally. All banks are the same. Like, let's be honest. All the banks, the customer service, they all try to sell you, cross sell you, and everything said don't take it personally if i switch it to another bank it's not going to be different maybe that experience and we got lucky and it would be but i'm telling you we hear this from every bank don't take it personally so we don't shit on the banks and say hey the banks are only doing this the banks are only doing that the banks are only doing this we throw in some things there like hey it's not that guy's fault or that girl's fault they're they have quotas to me and they're, they have to sell you credit cards and insurance and lines of credit and loans and push you to investment people and referral like they have like checklists and so don't it's not their fault it's it's the way the banks operate okay and so we don't go oh yeah that's horrible that they do that we don't do that that's just not how we operate maybe you do and it works for you um we choose not to okay so we never say anything negative about the banks because we just don't we want them to feel i don't know i just it just makes me feel dirty when i cut other people down to even though it's an institution we're cutting down i just don't i don't do it so there you go. I gave you some sales stuff. I hope that helps. I hope you could take like, I guarantee you can take like one little nugget here and there out of there. Um, you know, the biggest one is that, you know, the, just the changing of words and how you package up what you're already doing. If you're already doing these things in your process, two, three things that you offer that other people don't or that other banks don't, there's ways to make them sound even sexier. Okay. So I don't know if it's sexy marketing or sales mastery, whatever it is. Uh, there you go. Okay, five texts a day, kids. I hope that helps. Um, go crush it. Peace out.